All right, what's up, Joe? It's been a while already, and welcome to the Christmas special from the Triathlon Mockery. Hey, everyone. How you doing? Happy Christmas. We're here. <laughs> I'm on time. Well, almost on time. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's on time. He's about 24 minutes late. So, Reckon, read this. Every week, it's about 24 minutes times four episodes a month. It's about two hours. I'm just sitting, looking at a screen, just wasting time. What you need to do, podcast. Tom, is tell me to, we're doing it at 9 p.m. my time or something like that, or next time 8 p.m. So then when I'm late, I'm actually five minutes early. Just give me I a know. half an hour buffer. This, uh, let's, let's quickly start off with the highs and lows this week because I've got so much to tell you. Um, this, this was maybe my first low, you being late, like always late. Another you're in one. lockdown you haven't got anything going on i know i know <laughs> the netherlands is back in lockdown it's um it's it's a shame really i really enjoyed swimming with the kids but everything is closed again so there won't be any swim updates um, from me with the kids and on top of that i mean it, it sucks for everyone either if you've got a restaurant or or whatever being professional sport um it's just um not fun i don't i don't don't really know what to do anymore like literally a bit of bike and run another two three weeks off swimming it's like i'm starting back from zero again and on top of that i really feel sorry for them kids as well because it's not just that they can't go uh, to the pool for a swim but on top of that they can't go to school and i really think it's going to affect their uh, youth I, I don't know how you think about that but well i think the fact that they're not being able to see you on a regular basis is such a low like how are they going to cope like they I must know, be getting that, depressed that, withdrawal symptoms that, <laughs> that must be a shock to the system that must be a low, that's a low of the week for them isn't it they don't get to see their mate tom i know that's the low of the week low of the month low of the year uh but on top of that can you imagine not going to school for a couple of months so you won't be seeing your mates that regularly i mean school is like a big uh, part of, of your life isn't it and, yeah, and yeah. everything that goes on there so uh I mean, this sucks. Back into lockdown, but at least I've got a high this week, and this always cracks me up. It's just people taking us on Instagram, either where pro triathletes are, are showing some geeky new gear, and they're calling it the bullshit buster, or they're taking us at some, some other things, or they're just sending this funny post. It always cracks me up, and um, it's just, uh, I, I'm just, I, I love it. Yeah, it's so funny. I've got a, uh, what's your high of the week? What's, have you got one? That was the high. People sharing the stuff. With oh, me. that's it's the like, high. That's the high. Yeah, I've I love got, it. I've got an awesome high of the week. I had a uh, a delivery come to my door, um, like load of parcels, and uh, so I was smashing my way through them. Got to one. It was um, from a sponsor, not really a proper sponsor, like uh, like an official one. And there was a card in there. I opened it up. Said like uh, didn't really didn't even say like who it was to. Just said it was from. There were some chocolates in there, and then. Laura was getting ready to throw the cardboard away. And then what did we see on the front package? It was to Tim Don, but they had my address. So I opened it up, <laughs> found some chocolates that weren't even, I don't know if they were to me or to Tim Don, but they came to my address with his name on. And I thought, well, what do you do? I've already opened it up. I've started tucking into the chocolates now. I can't really do anything about it. So thanks, Tim, mate. The chocolates are great. Nice hazelnut chocolates. Uh, really <laughs> really enjoyed them it's made my christmas so far <laughs> thanks mate yeah that sounds like i love chocolate so uh yeah. that's a great person and i don't think um uh tim likes a chocolate so he uh, he would appreciate that he's a racing snake they'd be wasted he wouldn't eat them he'd probably just give them to his daughter or something so like i'm um i would be ashamed to see these nice chocolates go to waste so thanks but tim i've got another low of the week um, this always happens when I'm sneaking around on Google or whatever. You get this 
Google, are you not a robot verification? I don't know if you ever had it, probably. Oh, you get yeah. like this thing with nine signs and then it says something like, click the auto buses or click traffic lights or something like that. And they've got these mega sneaky posts that you need to really look into it and click it. And it's like, oh, wrong answer. You're probably a robot. You yeah, need to do it, it again. Yeah, it always thinks that I'm a robot. I <laughs> never get it right. Like, it pisses me right off. Like, I always get me stumped. Off. I always it's get stumped the week. on them. Yeah. Google, uh, stop doing that. Yeah, I waste so much time in there. It thinks I'm a robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you got any other highs or lows of the week? Um, a high would be I've got a base sorted. You know, I'm going to hopefully get my pool in soon. But tra tra uh, getting it shipped is being a nightmare. And I'm worried that we're going to go into lockdown. I'm not really high or a low. It's kind of like in between was a bit of a low because I was hoping to be swimming in it this week because I know that we're not far behind Holland, I don't think, in terms of going into lockdown. And it's coming. You're like the leader in Europe when it uh, comes down to the cases. weather is depressing mate <laughs> yeah yeah I know the weather is de oh we had my team skip a night out as well that was a high had a few beers curry uh the low from the curry night was I uh, total low so when I booked it it's a team night out we like to normally the the trend of the night is we go to a cocktail bar I normally ring up, we get a good deal on the cocktail bar so we get two for one cocktails smash a load of cocktails first hand uh, first so you're a bit like a bit hammered nice head to an Indian, tuck into a nice curry, have a few beers, then go to another cocktail bar or a bar, have some more drinks, get home about one, two o'clock, I know, something like that. What about, um, you never go to a karaoke bar? Oh, mate, my singing will get everyone to leave. Uh, yeah, but that's what you want. Yeah, get the whole bar to myself, especially with COVID, that'd be good. <laughs> but anyway, I made the mistake of bloody booking an Indian that doesn't do alcoholic drinks. And when I found what? this out, yeah, I know, I know, someone sent it to me on the thing. And Does said, it Joe, exist? Yeah, I know. Someone sent it to me and said, Joe, you booked the Indian, they don't do drinks. And I thought, no, you're kidding me. So I rang them up and said, because I thought, well, if it's for religious reasons, fair enough, you know, I can kind of take that a bit. So I said, oh, is it for religious reasons? They said, no, 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 we just don't want to be associated with one of them Indians where people stay and get hammered and stuff like that. And I said, oh, well, we only want a few drinks, you know, can we like take our own drinks and we'll give you some money? So they said, no. So... I thought, I can't let the team down. So I went on Amazon. I brought a load of disguised hip flasks. We filled them up or, with or alcohol. one of these packets, one of these uh, trail bags. You just wear them under your coat with like one and a half liters of rum in it. Well, I wore, I just brought fake a disguise. I brought disguised hip flasks, mate. So I had one that was a power bank and it had fake USB ports. It weren't even a power <laughs> bank, but it had 350 mils. So I filled that one up with amaretto with... Laura had one as a uh, an umbrella in disguise. It didn't even work as an umbrella. It just had like, so you put Malibu in it. And basically oh, yeah. with four or five of them, and I distributed it amongst the team. And I said like, here you go, guys, you know, help yourself some drinks. If they're only going to give us Coke, then we'll have to make our own, uh, make our own vodka and Cokes or uh, alcohol and Cokes. And it turned out to be a good night in the end. But that was a low that I managed to get away from. I kind of veered away from it. Luckily, I saved it. because Well, they, that's really... Clever, and I think it's her. actually an awesome, an awesome idea. Just pretend that you're going out with your mates from the trail running club, and you just go out with one and a half liters of strong exactly. booze in your bag. No it's a free night out. Boom. All I can say is there are no Collins in Team Skipper. You know, no Collins. No Collins. We're, Colin was a legend with the ball sack handle. By the way, oh sorry, Colin, not Colin. Who's the guy who we uh, had with the uh, with the. Uh, uh, what's it called? Glucose monitor. Colin would be welcome in Team Skipper because he battled away with his balls out. He goes balls he'd deep be, all the he'd time. He'd be smashing that umbrella with Mate, Malibu. Colin, with his balls if out. he was out, I'm sure Colin would be at the bar and he'd be like, hey, his, name was, Cameron. Cameron. his Cameron. name was Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> yeah, 
old Cameron with the uh, glucose monitor, but Colin, he'd be up for it, wouldn't he? He'd be on the beers. He'd be encouraging everyone. Come on, you know, down that, drink this, nick that. You'd be, you wouldn't even make it to the Indian if Colin was out. <laughs> I reckon Colin. he goes, goes balls deep in everything he does. I, I I had a big laugh this week when somebody photoshopped one of your pictures. You posted up a new picture, and he said, "Whoa, what's that on your arm?" And he photoshopped. He bloody photoshopped the glucose monitor on. Someone actually thought it was real. I thought, "Come on, guys, give me some credit." Like, you know me, I wouldn't wear a glucose monitor. Thing would be having a heart attack every time I have a bit of cake. Be let's kill, uh, kill it. Let's go over to the main subject of the week, mate. Yep, um, and. What exactly is that? <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I, this is exactly <laughs> well. This is this is how the podcast is going anyway. But um, the main subject of the week, I thought this week maybe we should talk about Christmas. Uh, what you've been, if you like, what should you do if you're traveling? You're away during Christmas. We could do. Uh, we could talk about the various situations. I mean, you're married. You've got kids. You want to have Christmas. How many hours should you train? Or you're divorced? Or you're married, unhappy? or uh, stuff like that. Yeah, if you're divorced and got no commitments, just smash it. If you're off work, it's a training camp. Yeah, it's just like a training camp. <laughs> but, it's, it's an off training camp. <laughs> yeah, and just fingers crossed that you get some good weather. Uh, now, I Same think- for if you're like uh, uh, married, but unhappily, or together, but unhappily, you'll probably be training like 20 hours in two days. Of course, yeah. Um, I think with Christmas, you basically, there's two ways. I think you want to train hard up until kind of Christmas time, a bit and then you might as well just tick over not worry too much about doing too much over christmas just enjoy it and use it as mm -hmm. like an easy week and make the most of it because you've got to have an easy week anyway at some point why not just make it then kind of make the most of christmas new year don't put any pressure on yourself and uh you know just do some rides and uh chill out with the family basically yeah because Triathlon is taking its toll on the family, and it's also really important to take care of the family during Christmas. Yeah, I mean, me and you have and got I'll, me and you have got massive families, haven't we? And we know it puts a big toll on us. We know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, for example, for the uh, for the uh, for my training squad with the boys, um, they're all having like a rest week this week, meaning they had they've just finished a three week big block, and this week we're all going to do some uh, some tests as well. So basically, in the beginning, they'll. T They'll have four easy, easy days. First one is today. The other one is tomorrow. Then Wednesday is the third easy day. Then on Thursday, everyone's doing an FTP test, all sharing it on our group WhatsApp. Then on Friday, we're doing a, a run test. Saturday, it's a carp fest, Christmas. Everyone's off. Everyone's smashing them beers, wine, everything. Hope I'll get some crazy selfies. Then on Sunday, everyone's doing a long run, burning the carbs off, enjoying the second Christmas dinner. Do you know what my target is or my little challenge is between Christmas yeah, yeah. and New Year? I think I already know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on in. A 50K run from my house. I've wanted to do this ever since I went to school in Norwich. I used to have to get the train from Lowestoft to Norwich. And I, sometimes I used to bike back. I used to get one of the guys who I used to go to school with, like to carry my bag back to the train station in Lowestoft. And uh, my mum used to give him a bar of chocolate. So that people used to be encouraged to do it. You know, I'll get a free bar of chocolate for my mum. You know, they felt great about it. And then I used to bike back and try and race the train back from Norwich to Lower Stuff. It's like 30 miles for anyone who doesn't know. It's about 50K. So I used to do that back from school. And I always wondered, is it possible to run from Norwich to Lower Stuff? Obviously it is because the marathon's 26 miles, but I always wanted to do it. Uh, but I was always worried about it taking too much out of you, you know, and uh, killing you. But this win this Christmas, my target is to run from my house in Norwich to my mum and dad's house. I measured it on Strava, bang on 50k. 
So I thought, oh, 50K, I wonder if I can do it in under three hours. So on the 27th or 28th, they're the two, day, two days I've picked, like looking at the weather. I'm going to be battering myself uh, trying to get there in uh, under three hours. What what K pace is that? Let's three thirty five. Three thirty six K pace is bang on three hours. So obviously just under. What what do you think is harder, running at three thirty six K pace to your mom's and dad's house, or at six minute K pace? Six minute K pace feels totally uncoordinated. That... Uncoordinated, horrible. <laughs> Shins hurt. Like yeah. <laughs> if you told me to try and run at three thirty five K pace or over six minute K pace, poor over six minute K pace would be killer, mate. Like no way. <laughs> all right fair enough it's in between a so, walk and a run there is uh not much going on of structured training during uh christmas um unless you're sam long who reckons that he's christmas is cancelled this year he reckons doesn't he yeah the big christmas unit the big unit doesn't have any christmas ah oh, poor guy i uh i was going into a swim block during christmas but it's pools locked down so i've just got another excuse to uh smash a load of food and just sit on the couch yeah, don't get too fat though, mate. Training hard starts in January. We were planning on doing some training together, weren't we, again? So uh, don't go too far off the boil. No, probably not. Probably not. We uh, we still need to see how things are going in Europe. I mean, if Spain is going into lockdown or whatever and Poles are shutting down everywhere, it doesn't make sense to go away. Uh, but we'll get to that later on. Oh, also, looking and- over Christmas, didn't we say we should mention this on the main topic of the week? that we want to give a, a few giveaways. I've managed to speak to one of my sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, that's what we want to do. Yeah, that's what we better make sure we say this. So you'd said so, that you had an idea. Tell them about the comm challenge exactly. that you did. And, uh... All right. Listen up, babies. Um, <laughs> Triathlon Mockery is kind of, we're a community and we, we only want to give. We want to give stuff away because we just, we just we're the gift that keeps on giving. And uh, we were thinking about a challenge and we're going to make it up right now. Um, one of them was the hundred mile challenge. So basically you would need to ride with between Christmas and new year's Eve. Is that like a good, a good period of time? Christmas and new year's Eve. Yeah. A hundred miles and a run set. And what's the run set going to be? It's got to be something with intensity. Didn't we say we were going to do a comm challenge? So, uh, you had to pick or, or a, a comm challenge or a like, comm uh, challenge. We, but we, the winner of the comm but, challenge, but, 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 let's do, let's do three things because uh, you maybe you want to compete as well, but if you're not as fast, you probably won't get well, a comp. With the comp challenge, I, we don't necessarily want to see you win the comp. We want to see a pain face because All right, you, yes, seeing you struggle right. up the comp was fucking hilarious. Like that, just the look of pain in your face. So we want to see <laughs> you take on a comp. You've got to post it on, you know, we want to see your heart rate data or something on Strava. So we want to see it in the 170s, 180s. We want to see you breathing through your ass. Like, yeah. So we want to see a video of you breathing through your ass. It might only be five, 10 seconds. Get your mate to stand near the top of the comm. We want to see some heart rate data where it looks like you've bloody got that ticker up to nearest max. And we want to see some pain. And we're going to pick some of the funniest ones and they'll win a prize. Uh, you've said the 100 mile one. How do they do that? Just go in a drawer and you'll pick a name or something from someone that's rode 100 miles? Um, yeah, exactly. So let's do, so we've got the comm challenge. We've got the 100 mile challenge and let's do a run challenge. There's free challenges, free prizes. Well, the, run one, some... the run one will be the comm one, won't it? And then the swim one, we should All do. Right. We should pick one from a Christmas Day dip because what I always Mate, do in lower nah, stuff. Let's let's not do a swim one because Tommy Boy and all the, all the Dutchies no, but, can't compete. Yeah, but you can though because what we do in England on Christmas Day is you have to jump in the water without a wetsuit on in the sea. No, we do we do that on New You've Year's Eve. You've got the sea. You're in the Hague, mate. You're in the Hague. 
I'm over at my parents. Yeah, well, um, find a lake, find a lake, mate, and just bomb in it or something. <laughs> right. No, but this is this is something Take we do in the, the Netherlands on on the first of January. Jump in the sea. Well, do it. With... Bring it back three days or four days. Do it by yourself, mate. Just get your get your mum to hold a rubber ring out, and she can pull you out when you uh, when you struggle. All right. So, little clarification: we've got the hundred hundred mile ride outside, not on Swift, not on that Tempest Verge. Everyone knows that that route on Swift. You're just riding three hours. 45k's an hour average with like yeah swift doesn't miles. count swift doesn't swift count doesn't count 100 miles outdoors just we're, we're picking one um a comp challenge uh, pain we want to see pain we want to see you suffering like a yeah. bitch up that hill and a swim one just battering in the cold but basically the swim one is you just got to like do a bomb into like a lake or a sea all right Joe, i'll what, do what one can... as well i'm gonna do one so I'll post one up as well. I'm what, going to go in. What, um, what can they win? What can they win? So I've got a prize from one of my sponsors of some CBD lotion. Uh, you put it on your legs, like gives you like a deep heat thing. Really good for you. Um, you've had something from Muckoff, haven't you, as well? Like they said they were up to something. Exactly. I'm going to chat to them what it's going to be, but they said they were definitely super keen. On top of that, I'm going to give away a brand new race suit of mine from last year. It hasn't been worn. <laughs> oh that's a shame i'm sure someone would have loved to have your skiddies in the in the race here. if you really ask him nicely he'll give you what if you ask him really nicely he'll give you one of his old ones it's only got a few skid marks in but yeah. like it'll be great has a bit of a smell to it but <laughs> all right we're going to share we're going to share the prices on triathlon mockery as well as um all the challenges we're just going to share it because it's going to probably going to bring out some fun i'm going to try and get some comps as well uh what about you have you got to your eyes set on something? I'm going to do all three. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, jump, but I mean, I'm, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do the naked swim, mate. I'm just going to bomb into some water naked, open air. Naked free. swim for it, for someone from the UK, but it's no from, naked sauna. Yeah. Well, you've changed me, mate. So I'm just going to see if I can do it. I'm just going to bomb oh. into a lake. You'll see it. I'll post it up, mate, to prove it. Like, <laughs> all right. All right. I think it's supposed to be good for... for you anyway, going in cold water, isn't it? That's all the rage nowadays. I know, I know. Um, basically, that's it, probably. So, what's for, the next for the challenge? Time? Yeah, that's the challenges. Uh, let us know what you think, and we will post some videos of us doing it. I'm, I can't wait. I'm going to go for all three. I've got yeah, to pick the com though. The com one's going to be the funny one, isn't it? Let's talk about the bullshit buster, Joe. Let's Before talk about we go into bullshit. this bullshit buster, this is the bit what I wanted to tell you, Tom. So all right, all right. after our last bullshit buster last week, I had a message from the guy from the net company who approached me on Instagram and sent me a DM about us <laughs> naming his thing in the bullshit buster. And really? I don't want to name names, but we're going to call him Barry. So Barry sent me a message and said, hey, Joe, uh, hold on, let me get this. He said, quickly get this before I forget. He said, hey, Joe. I've uh, been made aware that you uh, mentioned us in your in the bullshit buster on your podcast uh, about our neck brace, and I said, "Yeah, no offense taken, no offense, Barry, but it was a funny uh, looking device, and we found it very funny that someone would use this." And he said, "Well, I've looked at your pictures on Instagram, and when you ride on the time trial bike in racing position, you've always got your head up, and I'm sure it's due to a weak neck and." Uh, top of the back muscles and i think you could be losing a lot of watts and i'm pretty sure that you would have won a lot more races if you'd have been training with our neck brace um <laughs> previous to this and i'm willing to give you a free neck brace if you want to use it and post some pictures on instagram 
And I think it would really help you before St. George. And I said, well, Barry, that's quite a claim there. I wasn't really sure that the neck brace would make that much of a benefit. Uh, I would love to use the neck brace, but I'm just a bit worried that it makes you look like a, that it makes you look like a pigeon because I've seen some of the people, they got that, don't they, against it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I said, yeah, yeah, like that. Like forwards <laughs> and backwards like a pigeon. And I said, oh, Barry, like, you know, no offense, <laughs> but like, I don't know if I could post the neck brace on Instagram. Like I'd look like a pigeon and I just don't know if that's uh, something that my followers are ready for just yet. And he said, Joe, you said you were serious about trying to podium at St. George this year. I really think that you're missing out on quite a few watts with your head position on the bike. And also it would probably help your core and your running posture. <laughs> and I said, well, let's uh, send, a, send one to us and uh, I'll get Tom Oosterdeck to try it. He's always keen to try numerous different things. And I'm sure he would be uh, keen if it can save him a few extra watts for next year. And he said, okay, what, send me Tom's address and I'll send him one as long as he can post a few pictures on Instagram of him using the neck brace. So Tom, <laughs> Christmas is a Tom early, mate. And the bullshit bus, you'll get, you might get to try the bullshit buster for yourself. <laughs> all, all, all right, fair, fair play. Fair oh, play. Bar- oh. Barry wants you doing the pigeon dance, mate, on Christmas Eve. Like, that's what he wants oh, to see. I'm going to give you a pigeon dance for the sake of it, but... Imagine how Still, good you'll look I, in the bar, mate, after your strong neck muscles, I, like standing there, like Cameron and Colin won't have nothing on what Barry's done for you. You'll be like, I know, I know. I'm going to make look, I'm going to make uh, look Joe Rogan, make Joe Rogan. The girls will say, you imagine the girls will say this time, mate, oh, you look fantastic at the bar. Like, what do you do to get your neck so strong? Oh, <laughs> oh I, I, it's just a little flexing routine daily, like a pigeon. Can with you? Sh- a, can you show me what you do? Because I'd love it. I'd love it. Love to have a neck like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think when I would, well, here's a little picture. Do, do, this is what I'm doing with the neck thing. How do you like that? Oh, I'm not sure about that. She'd be like, wouldn't she? Or, you know, like, <laughs> I think she'd go to Cameron, wouldn't you, of his glucose monitor on. She'd be like, oh, like, yeah. even he seems a bit more appealing than the pigeon does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but I, I had some chats uh, with people but, on the gram about the uh, the neck thing. And they said it's it's being used in, like, UFC boxing and Formula One or, or car racing. And I do get it because their hats get to, like, places you don't want to get to, right? It's got, you just... They get and Cam- everywhere. Cameron would be over the moon with that. He'd be saving power. He'd be optimizing his diet with his glucose sensor on. Now he's got his pigeon deck and he's saving five watts because he can keep his head in a better position on the bike. Uh, he, he would basically oh. just stop training because he gained 400 watts with all the gear and he just doesn't need anymore. I think a proper Ironman triathlete, a proper stereotypical triathlete, listens to our podcast and everything we bullshit bust, they go out and buy because they're like, they don't think it's good, but like, I think this could have the extra gain for this me. Is yeah. extra percent. This is the, this extra, is the extra percent. percent. <laughs> and I think that you'll probably see some extra, some proper hardcore triathletes. Or, and they, they buy everything that we bullshit bust. I, I would, um, oh, mate. <laughs> I would really, really piss my pants if someone is, for example, listening to the podcast in the gym while banging their hat like a pigeon. And all of a sudden we talk about the bullshit buster being the neck brace. <laughs> yeah yeah or, or just somewhat some other bullshit buster anyway bullshit buster is always something that we think is bullshit it could be beneficial but just we think it's a is a lot of shit yeah and um what does that bring us to now then to the bullshit buster joe oh yes yeah, because we've just uh unbullshitted or had like a bullshit buster contact us haven't we like this is the first time 
Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the first time. Well, <laughs> um, let's uh, talk about the next uh, bullshit buster. And that is training peak. So basically, I have a lot of people that I go riding with or I've been out training with and stuff, and they're always obsessed with their CTL on training peaks. It's called fitness. And they always seem to think the higher they get their fitness on training peaks, the faster they're going to go. And they just do low, they basically change their training and just add in extra crap just to like inflate this number. Because basically, mm-hmm. if you do more volume, you can get it higher. If you do intensity, exactly. but you yeah. just do more of it and keep the volume high, you'll get it higher. But it doesn't necessarily take into account if the sessions are good for you. So you could just go out, for instance, and you could do an Ironman every day for a week. And you're, this number which is called CTL, will be skyrocket. skyrocket. It'll be huge. And it was, and they call it fitness, so it sounds all sexy, you know, like, oh, I'm fit, I'm fit. You know, the higher that is, the better it is. And uh, people generally think that they're going to go faster because their fitness is higher. And I think it's bullshit. And it is bullshit. Be- on top of that, because I have had this discussion um, with many of the people I've uh, coached because sometimes they just see the thing called CTL and called fitness. But, for example, if you did a training block – but then you had maybe uh, an easy week uh, and then you have a week where you should be building again, but you've got stress at work with the family, with the glucose monitor, just whatever, but you don't get in the training. Then this fitness will drop massively if you've been training not as much for two weeks. But then they think that all the fitness or they've been, they, oh, I've been, uh, I haven't been this fit, unfit since, for example, December. It's just not what it really is because if you get back into training again, like three days later, you're probably like really fresh because you're like mega recovered and you have been training already hard for like a couple of months. So that thing that's called fitness is just a load of bullshit. And all it does is take into account your average training load over the last six weeks. That's literally all it is, but they just call it a sexy name. And if you want to really ramp it up, just... um, set the zones right on a swim and get a couple of long swims in like yeah skyrocket one of our mates we know has this he's coached by a famous coach he's been on training camps with us he knows who he is he listens to the podcast and his training zones are all wrong his coach never changes them despite it he pays (laughs) honestly i'm not even shitting you he pays 500 dollars a month for him he loves it we've told him the trainer's garbage from the start but he bears along with it and his his ctl has been so high in periods because his coach hasn't even bothered to change anything you He's know. going out for an easy run and um back in a hundred. Boom. Yeah. Over a hundred. Which would mean like over one hour of FTP. One hour a hundred points in a day would mean that you've done one hour of training flat out. Yeah, flat out is the, at the hardest pace you can maintain for an hour. So if you yeah. do if you're averaging a hundred, that's pretty decent. He'll go out on an easy run and he'll get like ninety or hundred because his coach has set him all wrong. So it looks like he's in great shape. He knows his yeah. coach is garbage, but he won't do it. But get rid of him because he thinks it looks good to his mates. Yeah, you know, why would tell, it look good for his mates? Because they like they like hearing that you're coached by a famous person and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I tell yeah. him all I tell him all this to his face, and he thinks that I've got something against coaches. He thinks that I'm hating on all coaches because I'm self coached, but I'm not. Yeah. I I've got nothing against coaches. Loads of people think this about me. They think that I hate coaches. Like he's even tried to t- uh, turn you against me because. Uh, he thinks that I hate your coach, doesn't he? I, I've got nothing against coaches. I just question what they say and it gets yeah. me a bad rep. <laughs> it does. It does. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're opening up your training peak app and you see your CTL score, um, just don't give a shit about it. Just do a 5K max effort and see if, is that a PB? You're probably in good shape. Is it and, not? Like, well, and, if you look, and if you want to get and if you want to look fit to your mates, 
just make your training change your uh, your your paces, what it thinks you're uh, capable of, to a lot lower than what you actually are, than what your fitness is. So then, all you've got to do is easy sessions, and you'll rack that yeah. fitness level up. In combination, up. in combination with a lot of volume, and oh my god, you're gonna you're gonna be the boss in the pub. That will be a dinner party stopper. That will someone, some marathon runner, will be telling you what they've done. You'll show them your uh, training peaks app, and they'll be like, "Cool, like he's the real deal." Well, you've only been taking it easy. You've just tricked it in the app, you know. Trick the computer. It. Trick the computer. Exactly. This uh, bullshit, Joe, is is busted. This bullshit has been busted. Training peaks, CTL. Um, busted, yeah. Instagram post of the week. I well, nowadays, this. I love this as well. But first, we're going to start off with the bonus Instagram post of the week. Um, to be honest, we could do maybe nowadays 15 Instagram posts of the week because uh, so many people are uh, DMing us stuff. Um, this is a post of a coach, a coach, and he had a very, very specific training advice for uh, people. And uh, the post is called Dark. It's just black and says dark. Oh. I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> this sounds so funny, this is. This, is this guy is crazy. He's like a vampire, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read the description. <laughs> Do you train indoors on the bike in the dark? Sometimes you should. Here are a few reasons why. Training in the dark heightens your senses. You concentrate harder for longer. You're alert. This is perfect when you had a tough session or a session where your enthusiasm and motivation could be fleeting. In darkness, you're alone. There's a real sense of solitude. You and your bike. It's you and your position and the paddle stroke. On the other hand, you could be thinking about training in the dark in the same way you might be thinking about success. Well, this goes on and on, and then it's about this cheeky quote, hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, do I'll it in a voice. Talk to you. Do that again in a voice. You've got to do that in the proper voice. That's the best bit of the lot. You've got to do this in the proper voice. You mean from Bane? Yeah. But this isn't from Bane. This is like from Yeah, this is what darkness, he said. Just do, oh. it in, just do it in a... Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk to you again. No, but this wasn't this wasn't Bane. This is actually a famous song, I believe. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh right. I thought that this guy, when I saw this post, I thought this was for the bullshit buster because I thought, mate, you don't like training in the darkness. You just haven't paid your bloody electricity bill and this cut out on you. And you're <laughs> yeah. trying and you're trying to pretend to your missus and family the reason the dark the reason the lights have all gone out is because you need it for your training to really feel in touch with the pedal stroke. Not that you yeah. haven't not that you haven't bloody paid the bill and you you know, she's gonna be right down your neck because she's like, I told you to pay that bill and you haven't paid it, you know? Just pretend I that you like train the dark. I couldn't pay it. We had to get new glucose monitors because we we're out. Yeah, I bet this guy, this guy, I know what he's like. He loves glucose monitors. And more importantly, what he loves even more than the glucose monitor is an overreading power meter. If yeah, you know, he loves an overreading power meter. If you yeah. know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Well, anyway, um, to be honest, I don't know who his athletes are. It's probably Batman and Bane, but normally people wouldn't be really be training in the dark. I have been thinking about his uh, method, and the only he's obviously thing seen that... you doing the Nighthawk runs at like 10 I... p.m. in Holland. Tom goes out running at 10 o'clock at night in the winter <laughs> around the Hague. And obviously that's in pitch black. And I bet he's seen that on Strava and he's thought, hello, darkness. You know, he likes it. Like, I'm yeah. going to do it in the bike. <laughs> that must be, must be something good if he's doing it. Yeah. But the one reason I can think of uh, what must be beneficial from it is, uh, well, it's actually two things. For me, if I would train in the dark, it would be overnight. So Kona is 12 hours time difference. So I would get used to the time difference in Kona if I get to qualify for the world championships one time. You know, I'm used to the time difference. 
that's one thing. The other thing is because towards the end of an Ironman, it gets really dark. But because you've always been training in the dark, you actually start to feel like home. That is the cheesiest thing. If that is the reason why he why he would do it, that is just so crazy, isn't it? That someone would actually think that. Like, but all right, let's go over to the real, real Instagram post of the week. And this is actually an article, and we both pissed our pants. I don't know where you found it, but it was actually a family member that sent this to me. That was nice one, one of my sisters. We don't normally give away our 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 uh, our, our, our uh, you know uh, sources. But this is like not really an offensive one. It's just very funny. So the title of the article is called An Elite Runner Pooped Down Her Leg Seven Miles Into a Marathon But Kept Going Until the End, Maintaining a PR Personal Record Pace for Almost the Whole Way. (laughs) You would, wouldn't you, though, because it'd be so embarrassing. You'd want to just get the hell out of there as quick as possible. Like At the end of the day, if you've shit yourself, you don't want to be walking, do you? Because that's going to be even more embarrassing. You took the risk, you pooed yourself for a good result, and then you ended up blowing up and walking. Like, that's a double <laughs> whammy, isn't it, of embarrassment? Exactly. There are so many lines in this article. We need to post it up on Triathlon Mockery because I really pissed my pants reading it. At first, I didn't even know if it was serious, but this girl, she was interviewed, and she just told the whole story. And she ran a 237 marathon. That's just amazing. She's 25 years old. And, um, well, she Can started we just, off... Can I read a couple of the bullet points first on the article? So, like, a couple of the key points the article makes yeah. out is um, the, aftervo- the aftermath involved walking to the hotel pantsless, shoeless, and wrapped in foil blankets. <laughs> and covered in shite. And, um, her and then she about- said... Oh, sorry. She her- said, go on, you go. I'm finally having the true marathon experience. That's what she said about... This is probably my proudest finish ever. Like... <laughs> Yeah, that would These be li- like, if you got to the end of that, wouldn't it? Bloody hell, if you could do that, you can do anything, can't you? Her candor but- about digestive issues on the run, which are common, inspired one man to take up running. <laughs> but I want some of that. <laughs> that is just awesome, isn't it? And then she said, um, uh, everyone who ordered the mushroom pasta party, uh, uh, mushroom pasta at the pre-race dinner got sick. But Serena, that's uh, her name, who also ordered the dish, wasn't one of them. At first, she felt so healthy and energized that when she got urged to struck at mile seven, she didn't want to spoil spoil her pace by stopping at a porta potty. But then, and this is a quote from the article, I was like, "Okay, just let it come." Serena, who never had digestive issues on race day, and then she said, "I didn't know it was going to be so much." <laughs> You're oh laughing at this, but like, I actually can feel her pain because uh, it's a really, really embarrassing experience that happened to me. But the same thing happened to me in a triathlon once, and I I can't believe I'm coming out of it. But, oh, my God, I just know exactly how bad of an experience it was, and it was something that I never want to go through again. I was was racing Challenge Galway. It was back in 2016. It was a terrible weather day. I felt fine. I was on the swim, had a a good bike, managed to catch up to lead group in a 70.3. So we all got off the bike. There's about five of us starting the run together. Uh, David McNamee buggered off like he ran away somewhere. And then I was in joint second place with um, a few others. And um, I really needed the toilet. And I knew within like half a mile on the on the run, you know, your tummy's making them noises like, like that. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like, Jesus, this isn't going to be good. I've got to try and hold this in. 
And I thought, I need the portaloo. Like, where is it? And I was just looking, looking. I was like clenching my butt cheeks, holding it in. I was sweating from the from the pain of actually trying to hold it in. Like, I literally couldn't concentrate on the race. I was thinking, I need the toilet. Where the hell is it? And there just wasn't one. This is this is a challenge race in Ireland. They did not have any portaloos. It was on the seafront. Oh my but god! There was all restaurants on the side. Luckily, it was shit weather, so there was hardly any people out there. And I just got to the point, and I thought, I can't hold it in anymore. What do I do? I'm going to have to stop and DNF. But at the time, I couldn't. I couldn't do. I couldn't cope with losing the thousands of pounds. I would have lost from not, <laughs> from not getting second. Because I'm like, if I stop, there's nowhere I can go to the toilet because on the seafront. The weather's bad, but there's uh, there's nowhere I can go. So I thought, I'm just going to have to do it and just hope for the best. I did it, and oh, my God, it was absolutely horrific. And I thought, I can't believe I've just done that when I did it. But then I thought, right, Joe, now you've done that, you need to make sure you get second place after that because <laughs> if you get beaten and you've done that, that is going to be horrific. And I was actually running with Dylan McNeese at the time. And he was like, yeah, and he was like, I, I don't think he had a very pleasant experience, put it that way. And I just remember crossing the line. I did manage to get second in the end, which I was pleased with, but very embarrassed. I ran straight through the finish line. Luckily, a very massive, luckily experience for me was they actually had showers and um, oh stuff at the, uh, at the end. And I just went straight in the shower. Laura game was closed and it was just absolutely horrific. I am never I doing that again. I don't think I would be able to do it. I've, I've I didn't once think I had, could. had a run race where there were no portaloos and I just popped it out on the streets. That was uh, a fit. I should know, have done I, that, I, but I didn't know what to do, yeah. mate. It was on like a main seafront and there was like people walking. And I'm like, oh. there was no, there was no shelter, there's no trees, there was no portal. <laughs> I, I was in like a catch 22. Like, even if I'd have stopped and DNF'd, I might have ended up doing it myself, in myself because I couldn't find yeah. anywhere. I was, yeah, I was trapped. True. I, I have, I, whenever I go out for an easy run, I always, I just always know you to go, you know, everything is just relaxing in the body. And I've played this game on Strava for a long time. And uh, because whenever, every time I had to go in the past on a long run, I always had to take a shit somewhere. So I would call this the Strava uh, name, something like, where did I take a shit? And then people would guess in the comments where I took it. It was actually quite <laughs> funny too. You know, all kinds uh, of people, like random people called me on Instagram, like the wild pooper. <laughs> <laughs> I still find it's quite funny. On that Instagram uh, of the week, it says that uh, the woman, uh, Zarena, who uh, we were talking about, the marathon runner, her quote was, I'm not going to drop out with all the shit over me. I'm going to finish with shit all over me. <laughs> that's, that's an awesome motivational quote. <laughs> it sounds disgusting, it? doesn't it? Oh, my God. I know, but it, she is, I, uh, I think uh, she is, uh, that's just great. And she said, it's great. She was walking through the, sh walking in the streets of Sacramento, pantsless, shoeless, and with crap and all over my legs. Do you know, the thing is, we always, we always feel ashamed if we need to take a shit or if, or if this ha happened to someone. But to be honest, we're all triathletes. We're all runners. We've all got this. So um, I think in the end, no one cares because we know what they're going oh, through. I think Dylan McNeese cared when I was running next to him. He's never forgot that. That was a horrible, <laughs> horrible experience for him. Uh, he, oh. def he definitely didn't want to run behind me. He was always trying to push the pace, I think, to try and get in front. <laughs> but... Um... You showed him. Uh, you showed him your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All the right, smell, everyone. It must have been the smell that knocked him out, or something. But yeah, that was absolutely horrible. And I would definitely advise people: don't do it. It is disgusting. And I. It was one experience that was a very negative one for me. This episode. Thanks for listening again. And before you tune out, don't forget to. Uh, 
tune into the prizes or um, the challenges, meaning the first one was the 100-mile ride, the calm challenge on the run, or the skinny dip slash whatever Joe wanted to do, like the, the uh, uh, how do you wild call swim. it? Wild swim. Wild swim, mate, without wild, a wild swim. Just a wild, wild swim. swim. Like the wild man, your mate, the hot, the, date, the uh, Dutch triathlete, the wild man. Wild one. Wild swim. Um, <laughs> a wild swim, outdoors, um, tag triathlon mockery, uh, do some kind of woof woof or whatever whatever we're just gonna pick some people have a bit of laugh and uh, we're gonna do this until new year's eve and we're just going going to try and uh, get some prizes maybe if we can get, get more than three we'll do more than three we'll do like five or we'll six. do as many as we can get prizes from our sponsors so if we get more than three prizes you'll get more than three prizes what we get we give out don't we we're like robin hood we take from the rich and give to the poor yeah, so uh, Jan Ferdino, <laughs> watch, watch your bike computer because we might come come and get it. Yeah. <laughs> All might, right, Joe might, might steal some watts off him. Yeah. <laughs> and Christian Blumenfeld, watch out for your glucose sensor because I'm going after it. <laughs> Probably he will, he will run away. I won't be able to catch up. Um, anyway, we'll see you later, Joe. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye.